I wonder if anyone has ever said to you, make yourself at home. Yes? No? If you're joining online, make yourself at home. Um, what would that mean? What would that look like? Maybe it's kicking off your shoes and realizing, oh no, I've got holy socks. As in socks with holes on, not sacred ones. And you've got that awkward moment. Are they going to say something? The people that I'm a guest in their home, are they going to say something about my socks being holy? Do I have to hide it? Do I have to cover it up? Or will they just allow me to have holy socks? I've had that a lot. Um, And there's one family, well, two families, in fact, that when I was living in Bath, they said that phrase to me very early on. Um, The Barrys, so Alwyn, who's just here, and Anne, and then uh, the Evanses, Elaine and Ross, and then a mixture of their children and things. And they kind of took me under their wing whilst I was living in Bath. And both families said, make yourself at home. And this they actually meant. It it didn't just mean me sitting more comfortably on the sofa, maybe even with my feet up on the sofa. But actually, they wanted me to feel at home and part of their family. I was known by by them, and still they liked me. They knew stuff about me. I, I, I opened up to them. They knew me and loved me. I could go at any time and there would be a, well, at meal times, there would always be a meal ready for me if I wanted one. If I wanted a conversation to talk things through, in both households, I could turn up and someone in the household would just accept me as part of their family. And these two families taught me something about belonging to God's family. Yes, I went to the same church as them for some of the time. Then I changed churches, but still, I remained part of their household, part of their home. I belonged. I didn't have to fit in. I didn't need to wear a mask. didn't need to cover up my holy socks. I belonged. There's a wonderful verse that we'll look at in a little while in Ephesians chapter 2 that says that you belong to God's family or God's household. And these two families taught me something of what that is. You can see I've got shaved head there. Um, Today we're going to have a think about what it means to belong and not just fit in. And not to just go after fitting in as a kind of a sense of belonging, a trying to belong, but actually to really belong. In the survey a few Sundays ago, it was really beautiful to read people's results of where they want to grow in a sense of belonging and how honest and open people were. And as a result of that and praying through, I want us to continue to grow as a church, to be a people where people belong rather than just fit in. And that as they increasingly increasingly belong, They grow into who God wants them to become. Want us to grow or continue to grow as a church where people belong rather than just fit in. And as they increasingly belong, they grow into who God wants them to become.
Belonging and fitting in. Sometimes people say, well, you've got to fit in to begin with and then you get a sense of belonging. Actually, they're opposites. To fit in, I'm going to change who I am in order to be accepted. Belonging, I'm going to be who I am and I will be accepted. Fitting in, I've got to change before I'm accepted. Belonging, I am accepted for who I am. I don't want to just go into the psychology of of this today. I will mention some of the things, but actually we want to see what God's word is saying. But just briefly, with fitting in, we try to fit in. And we adapt to change ourselves in order to gain approval and acceptance. Maybe through changing your hairstyle. Maybe through wearing glasses. Maybe by changing your laugh. Anyone seen that Friends episode where Chandler has a work laugh? Yeah, yeah. You, you know that episode. Thank you. One person knows that laugh. <laughs> yeah. um, sometimes we try to change who we are in order to be liked. Have any of you done that before? Yeah, I, I have as well. One person who was honest. Two people. Maybe you, you've tried to fit in and it puts you at a place of kind of constant assessment. Am I doing the right thing? Am I wearing the right clothes? Am I being culturally okay? If you're from another culture than the context in which you're in. Am I being okay? Am I doing some weird things and people are just going to be laughing at me when I've gone? Maybe you've tried to do things to fit in. And there's that constant assessment of others and ourselves. And possibly a a compromise of who we are, what we believe in, and and things like that. And I put a question mark up there um, because there's that constant questioning. That's fitting in. And the consequences of that will lead to exhaustion, false living, wearing of masks, greater insecurity, shallow or fake friendships. And you're part of a crowd, but you're not actually part of a family. We're not going to have anything like that in church, are we? Well, from the Padlet survey, we've got lots of people who want to grow in that sense of belonging. And maybe they are just fitting in at the moment. So let's have a look at belonging in comparison. Belonging is a statement of you're accepted. Rather than you're trying, you are accepted. Full stop. There's a full stop in the middle. We know that we're loved and valued. Well, you can know that, but you can also grow in the knowledge of it. That people accept you for who you are and know you and still love you. If you knew everything about me, you may not like me as much. Well, some of you don't like me. No, no, I'm just just joking. Maybe if you knew everything there was to know about the people in this church, you wouldn't like them as much. But because we're God's family We know and we love. Because that's what God calls us to do in John 15. He says, love one another. 
There's assessment. Well, it's no longer needed. We don't need to see, am I doing the right thing? Am I not? What are they thinking? What are they not thinking? Are they going to accept me? That assessment question is no longer needed, but we need to actually live in the reality of belonging. So actually, the one question is, am I actually living in this reality of belonging to God and belonging to his people? And that's a good question to keep on asking. And then the fourth thing, changing of values, beliefs, character, personality does take place, but as a result of belonging. So, if you come into the church like a murderer, you find a sense of belonging to God and to his people. Yeah, are you going to carry on murdering? No. That's what you were, but through that place of belonging, you become who God designed you to be. We're going to hear some words from a murderer. He wrote to the church in Ephesus. He was a guy called Paul, and he was a murderer, yet found a sense of belonging to God when he met Jesus, and a belonging to God's people, not just because he was born a Jew, but because he was met, with, met by Jesus and become a Christian. And he found a sense of belonging. And just before we read from Ephesians chapter 2, I, I want to just say that although he found a sense of belonging, he also learnt that as a follower of Jesus, you will never fully fit in here on earth. He started the church in, in Ephesus. Um, we can read about it in Acts 19. And he started the church and pretty much straight away, they discovered, those who, who became followers of Jesus, they discovered that they're not going to fit in. The reason that they're not going to fit in was because the way that Jesus followers live their lives goes against quite often what, how society will live. And you can see the riots in uh, Acts chapter 19 that took place as a result. And maybe just me saying that is a, a wake-up call and an invite or a command and instruction to stop trying to fit into the culture and society around us. Because actually we will never fully fit in here on earth until here on earth is fully fitted to be like there in heaven. Just to say that again. We will never fully fit here on earth until here on earth is fully fitted like there in heaven. Let's take a read. You were not born Jewish, like many of us here. We were not born Jewish. I'm reading uh, from the... Um, new contemporary version. It's more accessible language, and I just wanted to use that um, this morning so that we can really engage with this passage. If you want to follow it in your Bibles, there are Bibles at the back. Do go and grab one. If you want one, pop, pop up your hand. Someone will help you because we're a family. Um, you could also use it electronically and swipe. So Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11 to 16, first of all. You were not born Jewish, you are the people the Jews call uncircumcised. Those who call you uncircumcised call themselves circumcised. Their circumcision is only something that they themselves do on their bodies. Now, whenever someone talks about circumcision from a pulpit, it's just like, don't go into detail. So I'm not going to go into detail, but I will pause and say that these people were separate from the people of God because of something external. It's like Shona with those glasses. If you're not wearing those cool glasses, you're not going to be part 
of the, the in-crew. If, if you don't have your hair in a certain way or dress in a certain way, you're not going to be part of the in-crew. You're not going to be accepted. And there were some people that were trying to persuade the early Christians to say, if you weren't born Jewish, you needed to change in order to fit in, in order to belong. You needed to circumcise yourself or get circumcised in order to become a proper Christian and properly belong. Thankfully, as we will read, Jesus takes away the need for that kind of fitting in. Verse 12, remember that in the past you were without Christ. You were not citizens of Israel and you had no part in the, agreement, in the agreements with a promise that God had made to his people. You had no hope and you did not know God. Never jump over or speed over a sentence in the Bible that starts with but now. In the New Testament especially, there are so many but now statements or but God's statements that it's easy to, to speed through, but pause. In the yellow, Paul has reminded the Ephesian church, this is what you weren't, or this is what you were. You didn't belong. You didn't fit in. And even if you tried to fit in, you wouldn't have belonged because you weren't right. Verse 13, but now. In Christ Jesus, you who were far from God are brought near through the blood of Christ's death. Christ himself is our peace. He made both Jewish people and those who are not Jews, Jews one people. They were separated as if they, there were a wall between them. But Christ broke down that wall of hate by giving his own body. The Jewish law had many commands and rules, but Christ ended that law. His purpose was to make uh, peace. So his purpose was to make the two groups of people become one new people in him and in this way make peace. He was, it was also Christ's purpose to end the hatred between the two groups, to make them into one body and to bring them back to God. Christ did all of this through his death on the cross. That's what Paul was writing to the church in Ephesus. And when we look at scripture, we need to see what is being written to the people then before we look at what God is saying to us now. God is saying to the people then through Paul, who was a murderer, but has become a follower of Jesus. You weren't belonging. But God has made it possible for you to belong because of what Jesus did on the cross. So what's he saying to us now? I want to suggest a few things. First of all, you don't need to try and fit in to God's family. You don't need to try and be something that you're not in order to fit in, to receive a welcome, to receive an embrace, to be part of our church family. This is saying actually the only way that you can have a proper sense of belonging is through Jesus. You can't change your body, circumcised, uncircumcised. You can't get a haircut. You can't wear certain clothes. You don't bother trying. Come as you are and come through Jesus and grow in a sense of belonging. Verse 14. 
Jesus enables us to belong. And he gets rid of the needs. I, I love this verse where it says he, the Jewish law had many commands and rules, but Christ ended that law. I wonder how many things you have put up or have been put up uh, for you of having that sense of belonging. From the survey from two Sundays ago, some people said, I never feel as if I belong because I don't feel good enough. Maybe that's the biggest law or rule that you're not good enough to belong. What's God's word saying, not just to the people in Ephesus, but also to us today on the 19th of February? He's saying that Jesus has taken away that law, that you don't have to be good enough. Jesus was good enough, and therefore we don't have to be. A few verses before this passage, uh, Paul has written, it's not by what you do that makes you a Christian. It's not um, by works, by our efforts or earning that makes us a Christian. It's only by God and his grace that we are saved. Have a look at the early verses of chapter 2 for that. The passage goes on. Jesus has removed the need for us to try and fit in. We have a sense of belonging because of what he's done on the cross. We can belong to his people. And then the passage continues. Christ came and preached peace to you who are far away from God and to those who are near to God. Yes, it is through Christ we all have the right to come to the Father in one spirit. I wonder if you have ever been preached to by Jesus. I want you to try and picture Jesus preaching to you. I wonder if you're picturing him in a pulpit at a distance or in the seat right next to you. Picture it. Allow yourself to imagine it. Because this passage is saying that Jesus himself, through his people, shared a message of peace to the people who were far from God in Ephesus. And Jesus himself, through his Holy Spirit this morning, wants to preach a sermon to you. And that sermon is a sermon of peace. Stop striving to fit in. Stop trying to belong. He's made it possible for you to belong. By his grace, you belong. Belong to God and belong to his people. You can be accepted because of who he is and what he has done. I wonder what message Jesus wants to give to you this morning as he preaches to you. Maybe it's the words of the song on the screen. That we can come to God our Father, to whom we belong through Jesus. We have a right to come to him. So we're going to run. And Jesus is saying, you run to the Father. You fall in his grace. Live in his grace. Stop striving. Stop trying. Stop hiding. Stop holding back until you feel good enough. But allow God's goodness to be good enough. I wonder what message Jesus would preach to you this morning. The passage goes on and we'll just mention that verse 19. 
Now you who are not Jewish are not foreigners or strangers any longer, but are citizens together with God's holy people. You belong to God's family. I wonder if you've ever seen one of these kind of things in people's houses. In this family, we do real, we do mistakes, we do I'm sorry, we do second chances, we do fun, we do hugs, we do forgiveness, we do respect, we do kindness, we do love. Anyone got one of those? Something similar. One, I thought loads of people would. I thought that two, three, four, five, six, yeah, we're now owning up. I wonder what it would look like if we had one of these for our church family. To describe us as a church community where we belong to one another. Jesus knows us and he loves us and he provides for us because he knows us and loves us. He provides for us a place and a people to belong to. Even though we didn't belong and we don't deserve to belong, we're no longer called foreigners or strangers, but we're called citizens, citizens of God's kingdom. And and as I said earlier on, we're not fully going to fit here on earth. We're not going to fully fit in here on earth until the earth is fully fitted um, like it is in heaven. We're citizens of the kingdom of heaven. So there will be times where we will struggle to find a sense of belonging here on earth. But with God's people within his church, we should know and experience a deep, deep sense of belonging to God and his holy people. People who are called holy, who are set apart, who are cleansed, renewed, and rescued for a purpose. I wonder if you have that sense or whether it needs to grow. In this church family, we do what? How would you fill it in? Rhetorical question, but if you do have suggestions, write them down, share them. We'll see what we can do with them. Maybe a a piece of art we can create um, together or, or have a commission for us that, that in our church family this is what we do I've listed some things in this family we are known I wonder what it would take for you to be known fully known truly known not just oh, I know their name But in this church family, we are known to one another. We are loved despite being known. We are cherished. We walk together. It was beautiful, absolutely beautiful last Sunday afternoon to see about 40 of us walking in Langley Park. People had different colored coats and all different ages. And I was walking at the back towards the end and just there ahead of me, just lots of different colored coats, different people from different backgrounds, different stages of faith. And we were walking together. In this church family, we walk together. We eat together. I wonder when you were invited to someone's home last for food. I wonder when you invited someone to your home last for food. In this church family, we spend time noticing when someone is missing. We spend time noticing people, not to judge them, 
but to love them. We listen to one another. We pray with and for one another. We bless one another in Jesus' name. We encourage one another. We build one another up. And the list goes on. I wonder how you would complete that list for this church family. I recognize that this cannot simply happen on Sunday mornings as we gather in a crowd. And that's why it is really important that we belong to smaller units. And whether they are micro churches or life groups, churches that are gathering and fulfilling all of the, the different characteristics of a church, or just simply a life group as part of our church, both are needed. I wonder where you belong and experience and contribute to all of those descriptors. When we talk about belonging and fitting in, sometimes it, belonging is just be yourself and belong. And because you're yourself and you're known and, and unloved, you will fully belong. And actually that's just worldly psychology and not scriptural truth. Because with God he adds some more. Because as we belong to God and discover whose we are, and discover that we're part of his family, he wants us to become more and more fully who he intended us to be. So it's not just belong and be you, but it's also become. And for anyone who claims to live in Jesus, anyone who's a follower of Jesus, we must live as Jesus did. That's um, part of what happens when we belong to a church family. The family helps us to become more and more like Jesus by saying, I love that aspect of Jesus in you. Or can I pray for you that you will know the, the power of the Holy Spirit working in your life this week, just as Jesus did. There are different ways that we can help people become more and more of who Jesus created them to be. Jesus removes the need for us to try to fit in. He enables us to belong. He knows us and provides a place and people to belong to and he enables us to become more and more like him. In John chapter 15, Jesus says, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. In this church family, we will love each other as Jesus loves. Wow, that's a big thing to put up on the wall, isn't it? We will love each other as Jesus loves. Greater love has no one than this, that he lays down his life for his friends. Jesus says to his disciples, you're my friends if you do it what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant doesn't know his master's business. Instead, I've called you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I've made known to you. And it goes on. 
we're encouraged to remain in God, to remain in Jesus, to love each other as he has loved us, to become a church where people belong rather than fit in. And as they increasingly belong, we grow into who God wants us to become. I'm going to pray as we respond in worship and in prayer. But I recognize that there are some people that may, this morning, no longer want to be a stranger to God, but want to have a sense of belonging to him. So my first prayer will be to have that sense of belonging. And then my second prayer will be for us as a church family. So can I invite you to stand, if you are able, as the worship band come up. Father God, we thank you that whoever we are, whatever we've done, you through Jesus on the cross have made a way that however far away from you we have been, we can come near to you. And not just near, but have a, a, or belong to you and belong to your house or belong to your family. And I thank you that you did that on the cross, Jesus. You made it possible on the cross. And Jesus, I know that in this room and maybe online as well, there are people who are strangers to you and they don't want to be strangers any longer. They're not strangers to you because you know them. But they don't have that closeness with you. So Jesus, hear their prayers as I pray this now. Jesus, I'm far from you, but I don't want to be. Decisions I've made and things that have happened have pulled me away from you, but I want to come back to you. I want to have a sense of belonging to you. And I recognize, Jesus, that you made that possible through your death on the cross where you forgave my sin and accepted me for who I am. Thank you, God, that you will give me your Holy Spirit now to help me to become all you want me to become. Fill me with yourself and an assurance that I belong to you. Amen. If you've prayed that prayer, do come speak to me uh, during the songs or afterwards. I'd love to pray with you. Let's just pray as a church family. Jesus, I thank you for all those who've prayed that prayer, maybe for the first time. Thank you, God, that they're part of our family now. Fully part of, that, uh, part of our family. And I pray, God, that you will write on our walls, but not just on our walls, but on our hearts, how you want us to be as a family. That in this church family, we do love like you have loved us. That we do forgiveness like you have forgiven us. That we do championing like you do championing us and encouragement as you encourage us. Help us to know what you would have written on that list. And help us to know how we should be part of that vision. And in the things that we hunger for, maybe, God, we need to also provide for others. Help us this week to provide a space at our dining table 
or on a sofa or in a coffee, in, in a cafe, space for someone to find a sense of belonging. And also may each of us have those offered to us too. In Jesus' name, amen.